Hello, this is Scott Gordon. Hi, I'm Paul Holmgren. Hey, this is the biggest suitcase to ever play the game, Mike McKenna. This is Dale Weiss. Hey, this is Riley Cote. Hi, this is Bob Clark. You're listening to. And you're listening to. You're listening to. And you're listening. You're listening to. You're listening to. Snow the goalie. The snow the goalie. 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 Hi, my name is Ali Vigneault, coach of the Flyers. You're listening to Snow the Goalie. Yes! This is a confidence show. Ho, ho, ho! The Philadelphia Flyers delivered some early Christmas presents. Hanukkah presents, Kwanzaa presents, although I've been told recently by some friends who uh, celebrate Kwanzaa that there aren't that many gifts, depending on the family. doesn't matter. It's the holiday season. I see Kwanzaa cards. There are. There's cards. Yeah. I've, yeah. Had, it, I've had it described to me as uh, being kind of like the, the family atmosphere of Thanksgiving. Yeah. That's with, probably with celebrating, you know, tradition okay. and such. Anyway, come for the Flyers coverage. Talk about Kwanzaa. Stay for that. Uh, welcome into Snow the Goalie, the only Flyers radio show here on 610 ESPN Philadelphia. That's Anthony Sanfilippo. Find him over on Twitter at Ant San Philly. Yo. I'm Russ at Joy on Broad. We've got a jam packed evening of Flyers coverage for you, of course. Yeah, well, there's a game tonight, Russ. And we'll be there. We will be there. Don't worry. Because if you're getting ready to head in to Wells Fargo Center... you got to sit in traffic. You're going to sit on the Blue Route. You're going to sit on the Schuylkill. You're going to sit wherever. 95. It's going to be a disaster. The bridges. And, and I have to say that this season has felt that much worse on the road. The traffic, the situation around the parking lot around Wells Fargo Center has been an absolute it's nightmare. It's atrocious. This season. So you're sitting in traffic listening to us. Thank you for welcoming us into your cars. But there's so much to get into today. Of course, we've got this show 5 to 6. We've got Crossing Broadcast 6 to 7. And then later this evening, we'll be doing the Press Row show from Press Row of Wells Fargo Center. Yes. Uh, over on Twitter, at Anson Philly, at Joy on Broad. On and we, Crossing and we want to hear from page, you. We want, all that. We want to hear from Flyers fans tonight. We want to hear. Because, you know, the Flyers, Russ, they've, after that terrible three-game losing streak, they came back and won three in a row. Yep. And um, and they're now playing, you know, they're playing some really good hockey. So we want to hear from fans just where they think they are. I mean, we're almost halfway through the season at this point. Are you ready to get back, get on board with this team, or are you still are you still in the wait and see kind of mode? So if you want, if you want to give us a call and let us know what you think, 888-728-9941 is the number to call. Uh, you get you right on here on Snow the Goalie. But uh, we're also going to be joined a little bit later in the show. Actually, in about uh, fifteen minutes, we're going to hear from Kim Perrant. Bernie's daughter from Biscuit Tees, um, she uh, owns her own t-shirt company, and she's the one who has been um, uh, spearheading the Oscar Strong uh, t-shirts that the Flyers have been wearing and that everybody you know has been talking about, and, and it's kind of a really cool story. I'm going to let her tell it because from what she expected to raise for Hockey Fights Cancer to what she is currently raising and I say raising because it's going to continue to climb, is fascinating, the difference between the two. And it only goes to show just how awesome the hockey – well, first of all, the hockey world, but the, in particular because of where it started, the Philadelphia fan base, hockey fan base is. Just how committed they are to their team and to, and to hockey in this town. Um, it's just a shame that the team – 
people who run the team don't recognize it. But we're gonna so, get to that later. Yeah, we'll get to that a little bit later as well. But there's also some other there's breaking news. Former Flyer Jeremy Roenick suspended from uh, NBC. We're gonna talk about that as well. Um, and uh, but that you know let's let's get into the Flyers right now. You know the team themselves. You look back at last week, and then and then you look into this game tonight against New York, and you know. Last week kind of surprised me a little bit, Russ. I, you know, I originally thought I said one, one, and one mm-hmm. was what I thought. Um, you know, I, I thought that Buffalo would be a much tougher opponent. Granted, Jack Eichel, Eichel didn't play in that game. Got hurt in the warm up. He got hurt in warm up, and then two more of their players got hurt during the game. So they were four, all forwards. So they were really shorthanded um, in the game against the Flyers, and the Flyers ended up blowing them out six to one. Um, so maybe that that's a kind of a you know an outlier a little bit, mm-hmm. um, you know. And, and they didn't play great against Ottawa. They really did not. It was not a good game, um, and yet they still somehow, you know, find a way to win the game. And, and that's that's the greatest difference between this Flyers team and previous Flyers teams this decade is the sense that. You know, if they played a bad game against a bad team in the past, you you expected a bad outcome. Sure. You just expected that even if it was even if they were able to keep it close, you expected things to go wrong. Yet here they are winning their fourth shootout this season. That's that's a big total already. I mean, we're not even halfway through the year. They've already won four shootouts. Led by Sean Couturier, by the way, who going into the season, I don't think many people would have pegged as being a shootout. No, you know, champion. No, of really good, really good shootout guy. Um, so uh, Couturier scored the lone shootout goal. Morgan Frost. Everybody's been calling for Morgan Frost to get a chance. Finally got a chance on the shootout. Yeah, no, didn't. didn't yeah, it was not a good one. Jeru uh, shot wasn't a great one either, to be honest with you. That one, that one wasn't terrible. That was pretty terrible. But uh, Brian Elliott had a really nice, uh, Ooh, really nice, nice game. Even though the score is five to four, he gives up four goals. That first period, Russ, he made fifteen saves in the first period. Yep. It was all Ottawa. The first period, all Ottawa, and Elliott was the difference in the first period. Um, and, and and then all of a sudden, you know, the game kind of was a, a bit of a seesaw the rest of the way. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, the, the Flyers are getting really good goaltending, knock on wood, because you never say that about this team, yep. but the combination of Carter Hart and Brian Elliott has been excellent. Um, the, the team has confidence. They, they don't get down on themselves. They don't, you know, they're in pretty much every game. I mean, there's what, a couple of games we go back through the season, you know, Pittsburgh, I can remember the one Islanders game, you know, there are a couple games where they're just not, you know, they haven't been good. They haven't shown up and they were kind of blown, had their doors blown off. But if on the whole, if we're talking, they've played what, 36 games so far, 37 games so far, and, and they've been in 34, 35 of them. That's, that's pretty good. Yeah. It's been a, a very strange kind of season in that we've grown so accustomed to this team being a disappointment um, and, and being, if we said mentally weak, I think that would be a, a pretty fair assessment. Uh, it's either mentally weak or just unable to adapt to adversity. And what has this team been faced with more than probably any team I can think of in the last 15 years? A ton of adversity. Yeah. They, they have faced adversity. You know, a lot of guys finished up last season. Um, you know, some of the defensemen kind of started to turn around, um, you know, at the end of the season. But last last season was rough. Early parts of this season, there was the the weight of expectations. You think of a guy like Kevin Hayes not putting up the points. And was that going to get the fan base to turn against him? Um, 
you know, there were some on ice things, a couple off ice things when you saw some of the behind the scenes stuff on the um, the NHL Network special. But you know, the biggest one obviously is what happened with Oscar Lindblom, and you wondered how the team was going to respond to being back at home after that three game trip. They played two games on back to back nights on a Saturday and Sunday after learning the the, the Ewing sarcoma diagnosis for Oscar Lindblom. And we sat here wondering, you know, for a young team, how do you bounce back? And I think they they did it the most magnificent job of doing it. And it speaks to how close the team is. It's not just lip service when Kevin Hayes says that they're the closest team he's ever been on. There there is a distinct feeling of unity in that locker room in a way that even after a loss, and it hasn't happened all that much this season uh, at home at Wells Fargo Center, you just never get the feeling that this team is turning on one another. You never get the feeling that there's finger pointing going on. It just feels like a unified front, which is something we could not say last season. And I think a big part of that, and we'll get into it a little bit later with the you know the Oscar Strong stuff, is Oscar Lindblom came to the morning skate, it was last Tuesday, and pretty much delivered the Adrian and Rocky II speech, the win, and that was the thing that helped to propel those guys to try to put any kind of sad feelings, any kind of malaise that might have been over the team. It would have been easy to get lost in all the off-ice stuff. It allowed them to kind of refocus, and he was present in the arena that night, and the guys talked about what a big boost it was for them. It, it was it was about as good of a turnaround as you could expect of a veteran team, let alone a team that's as young as this Flyers team. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. And, and to be fair... It was it was led by the veterans on this team. I mean, yeah, they're a young team, but you could just see by the way Drew talked about it and Voracek talked about it and Couturier talked about it. And, you know, there's a there you know, Matt Niskanen. These guys have really been you know, pillars mm-hmm. with this organization this year. I mean, and that, and that's you know, you, people are going to complain about their production from time to time, and I get it, I understand it, and it's it's not a, it's not wrong, you know, when they go through slumps like they've gone through. Uh, although James Van Riemsdyk is completely on fire at this point, even though he was struggling, or he now leads the team in goals with twelve. Um, but it, there is a lot to be said for the way that they can, you know, lead in the locker room and bring that team together. The the veteran, the core veterans on this team have been immensely important this year to this team's success. Whether people want to believe it or not, I'm telling you, were it not for the way that they conduct themselves as professionals on a daily basis, this Flyers team would not be in the position that it's in mm-hmm. at this juncture. So, But we want to hear from you. Give us a call, 888-728-9941. Let us know what you think of the Flyers here as we head into the Christmas break after tonight's game against the New York Rangers, which is going to be an interesting game as well, Russ, Carter Hart gets a start in night, which uh, in net, which is not a surprise. Um, uh, we expect Ivan Provorov to play. He was not out at the morning skate today because he has the flu. Um, and one of the great lines by Elaine Vigneault today. I need to work on an Elaine Vigneault impression. You do, you do, but it was pretty, pretty freaking hysterical. Um, it came. Well, you, go ahead. So it came up that uh, Niskanen's wife also has 
the flu. The flu. Well, you know, Niskanen had the flu. He missed a yeah. game. Yep. He missed the last game because of the flu, and Robert Haig filled in for him. And so now his wife has it. And so then what did Vino say? Both of Niski's partners are struggling with the flu. <laughs> so, yes. Both of his partners. Now, the positive here, of course, uh, am I going to get in trouble if I say this? But at least it's not like Flyers teams of yesteryear where you would actually have to be worried about somebody running around. Never mind. <laughs> not this team. Uh, this no. team, they are morally they are morally full. Yes, they're not, yes. not morally bankrupt. That's correct. Um <laughs> But uh, so yeah, so um, but uh, Provorov has uh, has never missed a game in his career. Yep. So I expect he will be in the lineup for tonight. Um, uh, it looks like Phil Myers uh, will play with Goss to spare. So Robert Haig sits back out. Um, interesting. You know, you got Joel Farabee coming back into the lineup tonight. He joins the third line with Frost and Voracek, which is kind of a surprise to me a little bit. I, I got to be honest with you, but the fact that the line of um, JVR, Hayes, and Nick Albay-Kubel has gone as well as it has. We haven't even talked about Nick Albay-Kubel, who has been really good since they yep. called him up. I mean, really good. A real revelation of sorts. Yeah. Um, so I guess because that line is going so well that we're going to uh, – that, that that's what's going to – you know they're going to stick with that. Um, and then uh, uh, Andy Andreoff stays in the lineup on the fourth line. So uh, that's – that's what you know. It's going to be an interesting, uh, interesting kind of matchup. I, the first time against the Rangers this year, Rangers are better than people think. They're not great, but they're not bad. So it should be a, a real, a real interesting test for the Flyers. And we'll talk more about it uh, in a, in a couple minutes. But right now, let's go to the phones. Uh, we got Neil. Neil, you're on Snow the Goalie here on six ten ESPN Radio. Uh, gentlemen, how are you doing this afternoon? Happy Fan- holidays. Fantastic, Neil. Thanks. Happy holidays, and uh, I love the show. Uh, I've been calling just about every week. Um, I was going to talk about uh, one thing, but I'm interested. Now, if you said Andreoff stays in the lineup tonight, I'm doing the math real quickly in my head. Does that mean Tyler Pitlick sits? No. Nope. Or does Vorobiov sit? Because I, I'm missing somebody here. If I, Like I said, I'm in the car, but I'm just doing the lineup, like the lines in my head. If Andreoff plays on the left side, uh, who's out? So uh, Pitlick is in, stays in, and Vorobiev stays in. So it's Chris Stewart who would come out of the lineup. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So that's your right. that's your fourth your fourth line is Andreoff, Vorobiev, and Pitlick is your fourth line. Okay. To piggyback off that, to talk about the right side and the left side going forward, I don't know if doing an eighty-two game season, you could ever say what if they get totally healthy. But you know, hypothetically, if this team ever got healthy, including Nolan Patrick and excluding Lindblom, knowing that Oscar's out for the year. It would be fascinating to see line combinations. But piggybacking off that, if they stay competitive, which I think they're going to into the new year, um, I, I have to believe Chuck Fletcher is going to make a move. Before Lindblom went out with the cancer, I had thought that they were going to need to add somebody on the right side. Now with Lindblom out, but JDR starting to come on, and before Albay Kubel came up, I'm still leaning to uh, the right side. And I would love to see if the Devils are going to – I know we're not the Phoenix Coyotes. They just sent Hall to Phoenix. But what are the chances of prying Kyle Palmieri from the Devils? I would offer Shane Goss to spare. 
because the salaries are a complete wash with Palmieri and Gossespierre. Palmieri is a flyer killer, and he would be perfect on that second or third line. You can even move all Baker Bell down. Um, I just wanted to hear what you thought about that possibility, and, and if the Devils would do it within their, their own division. Yeah, it's a, it's a good question. I, I don't think they would. I don't think the Devil, Devils and Flyers don't really trade that off. Devils don't really trade within the division very often at all. Um, I, not that I don't think – I think Palmieri would be a nice fit. The uh, difference is, is you know, Palmieri is signed, and, and uh, you're talking about trading Gostas Bear for him. The Flyers then would be bereft of any defensive depth. So if you're trading Gostas Bear – you have to get a defenseman back as well. Otherwise, you throw Hagen at six. Now your seventh defenseman is somebody on the Phantoms who has very little to no NHL experience. And if anybody gets hurt, you got to rely on that guy for a playoff push or even in the playoffs. You know, I mean, I, I hear you, but my patience with Shane Gossespierre starting starting to wane. I get it. Um, I thought he had – He was not good had, against Ottawa. I he had a terrible game in Ottawa the other yeah. night. I mean, his – he plays differently on the road, and he's got – he loses confidence on the road, and I just don't understand. He's got so much potential. But my point with maybe moving him is that there has to be another franchise out there that sees, hey, I can, I can actually extract the potential from this guy. And I, I think they have the depth defensively. I think even if you brought up a Mark Friedman or, um, you know, you traded for a, a, a veteran as your depth guy – um, I, I think I think with the way Myers is pay, playing, you can get away with Hague on the left side. You really can. Yeah, you know? uh, yeah. I, thanks for the call, Neil. I'll, I'm, I'm going to mention a couple other names. Um, I, I do think that there's a possibility that you could get a forward uh, a, a, who could come in and, and give you that forward depth for us um, without having to trade Goss to spare. Uh, there's a couple of unrestricted free agents coming up at the end of the year. Ottawa. Uh, has Pajot and Ennis, who we both we saw this weekend. Ennis scored both two goals against the the Flyers, as a matter of fact, on Saturday. Uh, both guys would would be decent fits here. I think yep. Pajot fits a little bit better. He's more of a, a little bit more of a grinder. Although he's got 15 goals already this year, uh, or not 15. Now he's I think he's got 12 12 goals. Um, uh, T- Tyler Toffoli in L.A. Um, he's an unrestricted free agent at the end of the year. Really, kind of an interesting name, and then if again it's in the division, so I think it's less likely. But Chris Kreider uh, with the Rangers, all four guys are UFAs at the end of the year, uh, and probably don't cost you anything more than you know third round draft pick. Always have to look at UFAs because you know that the RFAs <laughs> in the CBA aren't getting traded. Are just a joke. <laughs> aren't getting traded. But hey, listen, Ross, I want to ta- I want to take a minute now uh, to kind of go off the. Go off ice for a minute, uh, and welcome to the welcome to the show, uh, Kim Perrant from Biscuit Teas, uh, and, and Kim is uh, as I mentioned earlier in the program uh, is is responsible for the Oscar Strong T-shirts that that are out there. Uh, I talked to Kim the other day for a story for Crossing Broad, and now uh, you know it's uh, I'm honored to have her on uh, Snow the Goalie Radio here on six ten ESPN. So Kim, thanks for joining us. Hi, thanks for having me on. Absolutely, absolutely. Still, still busy. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Between this and Christmas, uh, I don't know what ends up right now, but it's all good stuff. So that's, it, good. that's great. That's great. So the phone's been blowing up nonstop for about, uh, I guess, about a week in at this point uh, since you since yep. you first made them available. Now, here's the story that I, I want you to tell because yeah, yeah, Russ didn't know this. Um, 
so when you first came up with this idea, what what amount of money were you hoping to raise for Hockey Fights Cancer? We would have been thrilled with donating $5,000 in the beginning. Okay, $5,000, which would have been a nice donation, yeah. right, Russ? I mean, that's a really very nice donation for, for Hockey Fights Cancer. It would have been pretty awesome. Um, yes. And the, by the way, I just want to let you know, I, I can't believe I just said, literally, as I'm asking you this question, the New York Rangers just tweeted out a picture of their six players wearing the Oscar Strong t-shirts, and it says, yep. bigger than the game. Oscar Strong was yeah. their tweet. It literally just came out 22 seconds ago, which is pretty awesome. Um, yeah. Okay. So your original your original uh, hope was to make a five thousand dollar donation. Where are Correct. you? Where are you at right now? A weekend. A weekend. We've raised one hundred and fifteen thousand dollars, and that's strict. That's straight say up that, donation. Could you that's say that one more time <laughs> for the folks at home who might have just driven off the road? One hundred fifteen thousand dollars in one week. It's My been God. crazy. That's yeah, phenomenal. That's and that's phenomenal. in t-shirt sales. That's, you know, it's not like right. You're know. you're selling t-shirts. It's not like you're. It's right. not. It's not like this is something that's like really expensive product. I mean, it's a t-shirt. Exactly. You know. Exactly. So that just goes to show just how just how awesome it is. Why don't you tell everybody? I know you were. We were talking about this. Where have you been getting orders from? Because it's one thing, you know, look, the Philadelphia fans have been great. I'm sure this is where it kind of started, right? And everything was kind of grassroots here. Yep. But it's kind of grown to be a worldwide thing. Where are you getting requests from for T-shirts? Oh, it's crazy. Like all over, of course, United States and Canada. But we're getting overseas. We're getting Ireland, um, of course, Sweden, Australia, Germany, um, the U.K., and we're just it's crazy it's it's insane we're shipping them all over and people are just the comments they're making about just wanting to support him and uh, it's just it's amazing like I can't, it's literally worldwide so people supporting him here's the one thing that i didn't ask you the other day and i meant to and i forgot and i'm going to ask you now on air when you did when you first had the first group of shirts printed how many did you have printed well, we originally just printed for the team because the team order asked us to make them for them. Right. Originally, that's how we started. So we printed 90. Okay. All right. And um, <laughs> But that went to the Flyers, to the Flyers staff, to the coaching staff, and then you know we gave some to the Rangers, and the Devils are going to get some in Minnesota Wild. So the ones for the public, we will be printing at the end of the week. <clears throat> okay. But, and so what's that number going to look like for the public? Roughly. Right now, there, our order with the printer is for like over 5,000 shirts. <laughs> and they'll go immediately. <laughs> right? I've got to think they're going to sell out. No, no. That's the ones that have already been ordered. Oh, already ordered. That's the ones that are already yeah. ordered. Whoa. I mean, there's a, there's a couple. We did a little leeway in there for more orders to come in, but the majority of that is all ordered shirts. Yeah. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. insane. And they can only print 3,000 a day, so it's going to be a couple-day job. But that's that's pretty incredible. So I, I have yeah, a really awesome. a, a really quick question for you, and this isn't to shade the organization or anything, but you come up with this idea. Were were you honestly shocked that the team hadn't already had something in place prior to you coming up to with be this idea? Honest, I it's been so crazy from finding out about its diagnosis, which was horrible enough, and I couldn't stop thinking about it for the next you know twenty four forty eight hours. All I thought about, and then. This, then they reached out to us about the shirts, and we started doing this. And literally, the minute we posted the shirts, it, this all started. So I, I, to be honest, I haven't even thought about 
what the flowers have done or haven't done or, you know, what shirts they have out there. I haven't even really given it any thought, to be honest. We've just been so centered on raising the money that we can do and doing what we can do, and I haven't even really thought about it. Well, I'll tell you what, Kim. You are a champion for a cause. And I, oh. I, 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 you know, I know you're you're very. And my, and my business partner Jody Smith. Yes. Me and Jody were fifty fifty there. Okay, so, so yeah, but Biscuit Tees, <laughs> yep. Biscuit Tees is, yeah. is 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 a champion for a cause, and I know you guys, you know, are are, are kind of modest about it, and you don't want to don't like you know want all the attention because you're you're doing this for for a very good reason. But uh, it's fantastic everything you've done. I'll give you the opportunity now. Go ahead, tell everybody every way they can get in touch with you guys through social media. Uh, email, Facebook, whatever, whatever, website, whatever you want to put out there for people if they want to order Oscar Strong t-shirts. Go nuts. Go tell them right now. Okay. The only place we are selling them right now is on our website, which is biscuittees.com. There are a lot of people copying our design already, like all over the place. And just, I, you know, fair warning, I doubt that they're donating any of their proceeds to <laughs> yep. cancer. So You're right. uh, the only way you can get ours that where 100% of proceeds are going to Hockey Fights Cancer is BiscuitTees.com. And we have our social media, of course, you know, Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and all that. But that's the only place they're being sold. Just so we can keep track of the donation. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. Well, yeah. Kim. Thank you so much. I know I asked you like last minute to hop on the show today, um, oh, no worries. but I wanted to get an update. I know that the you know, the number just keeps going up. I mean, the last time I had talked to you, I think it was at 91. So within the yeah. span of like 48 hours, you guys added another um, like $24,000, which is, yeah. incre- which is incredible, crazy. which is incredible. Um, so yeah. but, you know, keep up the great work. I'll keep in touch and, uh, and we'll update the fans on how, how things are going as this progresses beyond the holiday. All right. Sounds great. Thanks Thank a lot, you. Kim. All right. Take care. Okay. Now, Russ, you've done T-shirts for Crossing Broad. I have. And what has that, and when people order a lot of T-shirts, what is that kind of like? It's insane. Right? I mean, it's, I, it's pure insanity. It depends on the kind of company you go through if you have to fulfill them yourself or if, or if the company handles it. Yeah. But the logistics, like people I don't think understand the back-end logistics of, of just how hard it is to fulfill orders like that and right. to maintain the spreadsheets and all all of the complaints that people could have about the fit and the size and regardless it's insanity the I, i'm guessing the only thing i can kind of compare this to is probably around like when the super bowl happened right we were uh we spent i don't know two weeks out of kyle scott's garage trying to uh <laughs> to get all the shirts out all the sizes designs and and everything and it was a hundred percent the most incre- like in- incredibly chaotic thing i've ever been a part of but in this case and i can't emphasize to people enough when when a, a site or a company puts out a T-shirt and the design gets stolen and gets you know put onto a bunch, I think it's like, I don't know, maybe I get in trouble if I say the names of the sites, but you'll find them. There are the knockoff sites where somebody can just go upload any, any image and then sell it from some virtual store. And nobody ever really cares because it's like, oh, well, you know, you probably sold enough yourself, whatever, who cares? Like everybody gets rich, whatever. In this case, like you have to be morally bankrupt to do it. Correct. Because the proceeds are all going to cancer research. And so this is the only thing I'll say to people. I don't know how much the Biscuitees um, shirt costs. Can you find it cheaper somewhere? 30 bucks is what Lennox says behind the glass. Can you find it somewhere cheaper, that design? I'm sure you probably could, but that money's just going to go to some account right. somewhere. And it's not going directly to cancer research. And so all thirty dollars of your of your purchase, well, with the exception of whatever the expenses are for yeah. for the company for biscuit teas, but the remainder 
the remaining 100% goes to cancer research. Goes to cancer research. And especially the holiday season. Like, look, yeah. don't look to cut some corners on right. getting like a cheaper shirt. By the way, the quality is probably going to be garbage if you buy it somewhere else. Right. So, right. Yeah, it's a great it's a great thing that, that they're doing. That's what makes what Kim and 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 uh, Jody are doing um, so incredible because they're not pocketing a penny. They're not keeping a penny of this, Russ. Everything that they are doing, every penny that they would make off of these shirts, is going to cancer research. That's that that's why that they are a, a special pairing. What they're what they're doing with their company. So um, we got to take a break. Uh, when we get back, we want to hear uh, more from you, the Flyer fans, uh, as you are getting ready for tonight's matchup with the New York Rangers. Uh, we'll be on for another thirty minutes, so we we'll want we want to talk to you. Give us a call eight 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 seven two eight nine nine four one. That's the way you get on Snow the Goalie Radio here on six ten ESPN. We're back here on Snow the Goalie Radio, here on 610 ESPN Philadelphia. We, Anthony, get get ready to ring the bells. Ring them. We have a new sponsor here on Snow the Goalie. Awesome. As well as Crossing Broadcast and the Press Row Show. And those are our fine friends over at Odd Logic Brewing Company. Oh, yes. Up in Bristol, PA. Bristol, PA. It's a great place to go. Lovely waterfront. But Odd Logic Brewing Company, I have to be honest, I like to frequent craft breweries, right? Agreed. I'm not quite a Kevin Kincaid who every weekend multiple times is going out when, and he's, when he's not sick. Touring the globe. The yeah, when he doesn't have the flu. Odd Logic Brewing Company is one of the most unique places I've been. The selection they have, the different variety of beers they have. They had nitro uh, cold brew coffee on tap, which is good for those who might have to be designated drivers here in the holiday season. Mm-hmm. They also had uh, some spirits on tap as well, which was uh, which was quite nice. They've got a lot going on. This past weekend, they had a food truck out there, and they were um, pushing their um, double IPA through pineapples. That's the kind of fun stuff that Odd Logic Brewing Company does. They've got a big event going on this week. Thursday. Thursday morning. Well, it starts Thursday morning, but it runs all day and into the evening because, you know, the soccer geeks like you- Hey! Will love this. This is fantastic. I'm going to do this part in, in a British accent. Yeah. Thursday, December 26th is Boxing Day in the Barclays Premier League from 10 a.m. until 10 p.m. They're going to be running specials all day. They've got... Uh, By the way, your British accent is only equivalent to the guy who does soccer announcing. Otherwise, it's not... What, Arlo White? Yeah, whatever his okay, name. Thanks. Know, whatever. Okay, thanks. Okay. Wait a second. Did you name your son after him? I did him? not know. Okay. But kind of, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Listen, they're going to be out... So Thursday from 10 to 10, they're going to have... I think it's... They've got 10... Flat screen TVs on the wall. Yeah. It's a great place to go catch a game. Um, they're going to have three games on starting at 10 a.m. all the way through the rest of the day. Uh, Briz Empire Food Truck is going to be outside all day. They're also going to be running, you ready for this? Beer Mosas. Biz Empire, not Briz. Oh, man. I know it's a hockey show. That's a hockey <laughs> I know it's a hockey Biz show. Biz Empire food, food Truck all day. They've got Beer Mosas going on, yep. which sounds absolutely delightful. And they've got Dog and Bull uh, Bloody Marys going. Plus, for kids upstairs, they've got the PlayStation 4 FIFA 20 tournament going on from 2 to 5 p.m. And the adult PS4 FIFA 20 tournament is from 5 to 8 p.m. So look, if you're a parent like me and you like to try to get yourself to a craft brewery and you're always worried about, is there going to be something for my kids to do? There is. At Odd Logic, they've got a whole little corner set up for the kids, a couple of video games. Go there. Have fun. Sign your kid up for the FIFA tournament. 
Stay there all day. Get there at 10 a.m. Make a, make a whole day out of it. You've got the food truck outside. You've got the drink specials going all day. They're there from 10 to 10. Yeah, yeah 10 a.m. you got Chelsea Southampton. Yep. Right? Ma- Manchester United and Newcastle New- United at 12.25. And See, that's what's wrong with soccer. 12.25. Stop. Why can't it be 12.30? And Liverpool. And Led Le- by Jurgen Klopp. And Leicester City, right? Leicester. Leicester City. <laughs> I'm gl- uh, you just had to get me mad. <laughs> Odd Logic Brewing Company out in Bristol, PA, 500 Bristol Pike. Go check them out. They, You will not regret it. I guarantee you. Make the drive. It is 100% worth it. So a big thank you, as always, to our fine friends, our new friends over at Odd Logic Brewing Company. Awesome. Can't wait to go out there with you. Yeah, man. Have a beer out I there. I think we're going to have to. I think we're Maybe a few. That. Maybe we'll have to meet up with some Flyers fans. I we'll think do. we'll have to work something we'll out here. we a Flyers meet and greet. Ooh. We'll do a road game. Ooh. Road game, meet and greet out at Odd Logic Brewing Company. I think we're going to have to. I think that's a plan. All right. Yeah, we'll do that. All right, good. We just made this up right on air. Yeah. We'll figure it out. Maybe Bob Wankel will join us. From, you mean Bob Wankel of Crossed Up and Crossing Broadcast? Yeah, maybe. You know, you know, he's a big hockey guy. The intrepid Phillies reporter for uh, <laughs> CrossingBroad.com. Hope he's there. Yeah. All right, so anyway, I, one of let's, things, but, let's move on. Yeah, Wait, one of the up? things I want to get into, um, just because we'll run out of time if we don't do it now. Um, yeah, news broke uh, right as we were coming on the air that NBC Sports has suspended... Former flyer, Jeremy Roenick, for what they're calling inappropriate comments about coworkers. I know what the inappropriate comments are about the coworkers. Oh? Uh, yeah. And um, go on. So he went on to another podcast, Spittin' Chicklets, Barstool Sports Spittin' Chicklets, which has we, referenced us multiple times. Has referenced us a few times, right? Tip of the cap. Yeah, tip of the cap to Tip of the guys. helmet. Um, so he went on to their podcast and he said some things about former flyer Patrick Sharp, uh, Anson Carter, and Catherine Tappan. Okay. Now, I'm going to read you what he said. Okay. I'm going to read you what he said. He cannot say what he said about Catherine Tappan. The stuff about Patrick Sharp and Anson Carter, I don't think all right, start with are inappropriate get into at it. all. Get into it. Well, do you want to go with the guys first? Or do you want to do, do the Catherine Tappan stuff? Let's get the Patrick Sharp stuff. All right. So, okay, here we go. All right. So uh, he's, <laughs> he was talking talking about Patrick Sharp, and he said, Patrick Sharp is so beautiful. I'd have to think about it if he asked me. I wouldn't say no right away. <laughs> Oh, maybe a beauty contest. Right? It's a, it's a family it's, show after it's all. It's good to have a beautiful face that talks well, that knows the game, because it's totally the opposite when me and Anson get on there. Okay. So basically he's saying him yeah, and Anson are yeah, ugly. Yeah. Okay. Right? And, and Sharp's a good looking dude. Okay. Right? So uh, he called Sharp. And, he also and said- hey, by the way, we learned that. Well, I, I learned this. You knew this already. In the times that we've had those exclusive face-to-face interviews with players yeah. down at, uh, at Skate Zone in Voorhees. I can't believe how many guys, after just getting off the ice, that come up to do an extended interview with us. Right. How concerned they are with their when, look when when either the video is going on or a picture is being taken that their hair isn't right. Yeah, I can't, I could not fathom that. Anyway, continue. Yeah, so he, he went on to say Sharp was one of the greatest greatest guys on the planet, and that he's been great for NBC. So that's those are the things that he said. Now I don't know if you just, if that's all that he had said. There's not. Yeah, there, that's not going to that's not going to get him suspended, trouble, yeah. right? Here's what's got him. Here's what absolutely had to get him suspended. So 
Roenick goes onto the podcast and says that he uh, recently went on vacation together uh, with his wife, Tracy, and Catherine Tappan. Because Tracy and Catherine Tappan happen to be good friends. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, and so he, when he was there, he kind of hinted <laughs> that the three of them might have some relations together. When he said um, another resort guest asked about the three of them being there together, and he said, I play it off like we're going to bed together every night, the three of us. If it really came to fruition, that would be really good, but it's never going to happen. He then went on to say that Tappen is one of the most professional sports personalities that he knows. Well, there goes that. Well, I mean, it, it, so here's the thing: like, is that enough? Is that what you know? Is that enough to get someone suspended? Uh, in cancel culture, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's, uh, that's what that's well, okay, what we so, are. We are cancel so culture today, so right? I, I guess here's the, the real question that has to be asked. Before NBC Sports suspended Jeremy Roenick, did they talk to Tappan? That's uh, a great question. Because I think that that's where the whole thing hinges, right. right? Because if she says, that's just the nature of our relationship, that's a, a kind of thing he would say to me and I would laugh off and I am in no way offended by it, then to me... You maybe give him a slap on the wrist and say like you, you can't say things like this on air, right? But you know that you know that the person who could be affected by it, whose professional standing could be affected by it, is not upset by it. Now maybe they did, and maybe she did say I, I don't appreciate him going on and saying could that. well be, and maybe that's it. And it and in that case, by all means, he should be suspended like he's been. Um, it's something that in this current like in the in the current climate, it's something you can't say. Uh, and uh, and here's the other thing. So that show. And the way that they go about eliciting responses from guests, I'm honestly surprised it hasn't happened more often. Well, they get the great. They is, get stories that they are. They do. They they get excellent behind the scenes stuff, and by virtue of of the site that they're right. related to, that that listener base or that readership isn't offended by comments like this. So it's almost as if you leave that little ecosphere, and or that little bubble, if you will. And it somehow gets out to mass social media. And then all of a sudden, that's where it does become a bigger concern because context is king. But context also matters if you then loop back around like you did to the positive comments that he said about all of his colleagues right. after kind of making jokes. So right. that's that's where I think things kind of stand, right? I, I agree. Um, and I think that you're, you're 100% right. Uh, when you say that it could well be that they asked Catherine Tappan and she was not happy with it, and that's thus the suspension. Yeah. But this is NBC. And I would not be surprised, would not be surprised, if it was more a reactionary response. Oh, that wouldn't be shocking. Than just, you know, just, be, just, just, I'm not saying that they de- that they reacted without looking talking to her, but I'm also not saying that they talked to her before they made the decision. See what I'm saying? Like it, it, it could I, go either I, way. I got you. But it wouldn't surprise me the other way either. Of all the networks to, yes, to proactively burn someone to the ground. Yes, NBC for comments. Would, NBC would be the first probably one. Probably the top. Yeah. Yeah. You going to say something there, Ryan? I see you put the headset on. You pulled the microphone to your Listen, mouth and thought you wanted to say something. If anyone should be suspended, it should be Russ for that awful NBC tone that he just attempted to do. <laughs> Effective immediately. <laughs> All right, I'm going to leave. 
Hey, didn't Russ go and get you a Christmas present from the from the guys today? Sure I don't did. Remember. Sure did. <laughs> Why you gotta bring up old stuff? It <laughs> <laughs> was forty minutes ago. Uh, <laughs> All right, so Jeremy Roenick, maybe he'll be joining us at some point on uh, Snow the Goalie. Yeah, in the future. I, I'll have to see. I, I don't know if he'll. I don't know if he'll. Talk. I don't think he's gonna. I don't think he's gonna talk about it publicly. But I don't um, think he has any lawyer or agent probably would want him to comment on any of this until. Uh, Whatever investigation or, yeah, or such yeah. is being done over there. Yeah, no, I, I don't think so either. But anyway. Um, what do you think of Jeremy Roenick and his comments? 888-728-9941. <laughs> Again, that's 888-728-9941. Tell us about Jeremy Roenick. Or yeah. tell us about the Flyers. Well, we got, we got, are, you shocked, are you shocked that the Flyers are as competitive as they are, that they are contending for a playoff spot given everything that's happened? Here we are at the holidays. Are you shocked? Yeah. Or are they in line with what you expected? We have to take one more break uh, before the end of the show. Um, but uh, when we come back, we'll, we'll if we have calls about that, great. If not, we'll, we'll look ahead. We'll look at the Rangers game tonight. Mm-hmm. And then we'll kind of look at uh, you know what's coming up because the Flyers head out on a road trip here to wrap up uh, the 2019 portion of their schedule. Um, and uh, A make-or-break road trip. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. It, January gets really crazy. That's when things start to get kind of really hairy for the team. And we'll look at that um, as we uh, wrap up the first hour of the program today. So get in on the phones if you want. 888-728-9941. This is Snow the Goalie on 610 ESPN Philadelphia. Hey, I'm Russ Joy. I'm Kevin Kincaid. And I'm Anthony Sanfilippo. And I'm Bob Wankel. For the best coverage on Philadelphia sports, check out Crossing Broadcast Radio. Right here on 610. ESPN. Philadelphia. And we are back here on Snow the Goalie on 610 ESPN Philadelphia. Anthony, I've got some breaking news for you. Breaking news. Breaking news with 15 minutes to go in the show, and it's a big one. Yeah. DraftKings Sportsbook is officially available in Pennsylvania. As the trusted leader in daily fantasy, DraftKings has brought their expertise to legal sports betting and is already America's top-rated sportsbook app. With so much going on this week, you're definitely going to want to take advantage of the convenience to bet wherever, whenever with the DraftKings Sportsbook app. This week, DraftKings has a pro basketball promo you won't want to miss. It's simple. Bet on Philly to win. If they score 76 points first and end up losing, you'll get your bet back up to $25. Sounds like a Christmas Day bet. It does. Against the Bucks, right? It could be. Yeah. 25 and 25, you know? Mm. Christmas 25. Plus, DraftKings is based right here in the U.S., not offshore, so you know that your funds are safe and secure. And if you're already betting in PA, bet with another book and take advantage of DraftKings' great sign-up offer. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app right now and use code CROSSINGBROAD when you sign up. For a limited time, all new users can get a free bet just for signing up, plus... When you make your first bet, you can get a risk-free bet of up to $500. Don't forget, sign up with code CROSSINGBROAD to place your first order, and you can get a risk-free bet of up to $500. Successful San Filippo. Hitting what, 64%? 64%. I was 1-1 one one last week, but we're at 9-5 uh, and five for the season, uh, picking these hockey games for DraftKings. Um, so uh, that's a 64% winning percentage. I'll take that, right? Right, Bob? 64%? Per- it's a good one? 60% your your cash and checks, man. Okay. That's where you want to be. All right, good. Good. So, uh, People pay good money for 60%. Yeah. I, <laughs> so we're at 64% in the, hockey, in the hockey world. Usually I like to give a Tuesday night game. That way for sure. the people. 
people who listen on the podcast. However, the NHL has a uh, a break. They don't play Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, or the day or Boxing Day, which is a thing in Canada. So they don't play those three days mm-hmm. uh, anymore. They used to play on the twenty sixth, but they don't any longer. So you don't get games again until uh, until Friday, and I don't want to wait till Friday. You know, give a pick that's for five days away. Sure. So I'm going to give a game that's tonight. I'm going to give a game for tonight. Two weeks ago, I gave you the Tampa Bay Lightning going into Florida, uh, and because there's a team that you know, usually if you're a visiting team going into Florida, a lot of times you kind of oh, it's the beautiful weather down here, blah blah blah, and they say, well, Tampa, they don't have to worry about it. They're also a Florida team. They go into Florida and they can, they're a better team. They can beat the Panthers, yep. and of course, the Lightning did. They won the game. That was one of the nine wins that I had I've given you. I'm going the other way around tonight. Whoa, game's going to be in Tampa tonight. Um, but the, the Panthers gave them a really good game a couple weeks ago up in Florida. And the Panthers have been a, a pretty solid team with Joel Quenville behind the bench. 18-12-5 uh, so far this season, really playing some good hockey. Former uh, Flyers t- coach, Joel yeah, Quenville. Yeah, former Flyers coach. Uh, the, the Lightning have been you know, not terrible, but not as good as they should be. And they really haven't come out of their early season malaise just yet. I think that Florida gets them. You know, the Lightning looking at going, you know, they're, you know, looking to get out of town for the Christmas holiday. Guys looking to get going. I think Florida is a little bit more focused of, of a team right now. I'll take the Panthers tonight in Tampa to win the game. Wow. Look at you. Successful San Filippo, 64% on the season. Yeah. It's time to throw your money down in the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Don't forget to use the code Crossing Broad when you sign up. Download the app. Must be 21 or older. Pennsylvania only. Restrictions apply. Deposit de- deposit bonus requires a 25-time playthrough. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, pal. Yeah. We've got time left to talk about the week ahead. And it is a doozy for your team, your town, the Orange and Black, Philadelphia Flyers. They've got the Rangers tonight. Of course, it doesn't matter where the Rangers are in the standings, it doesn't matter where the Flyers are in the standings. It's still oh, a always a, a tough game. It's, it's a bad blood game, and it's always a competitive one. Well, I mean, and they're kind of close to each other, really. I mean, I mean, you know, the the Rangers are seven points back, but they have a game in hand. So if you're the Rangers, you win this, you get within five, and then you have that game in hand. Let's say you win that game in hand. Now all of a sudden you're only three points out of a playoff spot. Yep. So this is kind of a big game for the Rangers. And I think it's a test game for them. They haven't played the Flyers yet this year. Um, and, and you know, and they're they're not terrible. I mean, if you look at their goal differential, it's even. Yeah. Right. And for a team that's really young, a lot of young players on this team, I, you, you kind of thought that they might have a little bit of struggles. Rangers have been a, a little bit of a surprise. I, I think that they're they're a decent little squad. So, they're, you know, this is not going to be you know as easy a game for the Flyers tonight. However, not in the best form. They've only won one of their last four games. Uh, they dropped a shootout result. Yeah to the Anaheim Ducks in Anaheim on the 14th. They got their doors kicked in a little bit at home to the Predators and to the Maple Leafs as well. But they did manage to avenge that Anaheim loss in their most recent game yesterday, 5-1. to one. They're not in the best form going into this one. No, but they're it it's going to be a it's going to be a tough game. Scrappy game. It's going to be a scrappy game. And and the one thing about the Flyers, I mean, the one reason I kind of like the Flyers tonight is they're really good at home. Mm-hmm. And and the matchups, they get good matchups. Um, I am a little concerned with Frost and Farabee playing on the same line uh, with Voracek. 
there's not, uh, not the, a lot of the, great... <laughs> the likelihood of F-bombs in the postgame <laughs> yes, tonight, from Jake Voracek it's possible. remains incredibly high. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, at Philly <laughs> at Joanne Broad. We'll bring it to you unfiltered. Unfiltered unfiltered Jake tonight. Um, it's possible. Uh, Hopefully I'm, in a good way, though. Yeah, I'm not, love, I'm not loving that line combo for defensive purposes, though. I mean, like I think that they can create. I think that there's some good stuff that could go on there. But I wouldn't be surprised to see Tyler Pitlick get some shifts uh, on that line. Um, yeah, I, I kind of think that that might happen That's as the game progresses, if it's close or if the Flyers are nursing a lead. I think you might see Pitlick play a little bit uh, on that left side. Um, so, But other than that, I, I think it's going to be a, a good matchup. I really like it. I think this is a good good hockey game tonight, good test for both both sides. Then, of course, the Flyers get the break, Russ. You know, they don't play again until Saturday. Yep. Uh, after this, but then they start a the western sharks. a western road trip. Um, not that those teams in California are, are really good because they're not. As a matter of fact, all three of them would miss the playoffs right now. They rank seventh, eighth, and ninth respectively in the bottom three spots in the Western Conference uh, in the in the wild card standings. Um, we already saw Anaheim here. Yep, they're not great. Uh, the Kings are decent at home. They're actually a pretty good home team. Yeah. Um, not very good on the road. Uh, their goal differential is minus 22, and the Sharks are a total mess. I can't believe they're as bad as they are. Yep. Their goal differential is minus 32. Minus 32 <laughs> in 38 games, and they're only 16, 20, and 2. Think about that for a second. That's rough. How are you minus 32, and you've only lost six more games than you've won? That's pretty crazy, right? Nuts. So they've, they're getting blown out of some games. Uh, nevertheless, though, the way that the schedule falls is not the most convenient for the Flyers in the sense that they started in San Jose. So, you, you know, you're coming off of a break with, you know, I guess they'll practice Friday uh, and then they have a cross-country flight. And then you got to play in San Jose, you know, adjusting to the time. 10.30 p.m. start. There. Right. And then you play the next, very next night in Anaheim. So you got to try. 8.30 it's not, start. It's not, like, it's not like you have the back-to-backs Anaheim and L.A., which are right there yeah. next to each other. You actually have to get on a plane and fly and play the next night, even though it's not a long flight. Still got to go down and play in Anaheim. Then you get one day off and you got to play in L.A. 9 o'clock. Uh, okay. So that's a, that's a three and four. Um, and then they got to finish out the road trip in Vegas. Ten o'clock. Arizona. Eight o'clock. Two good teams, and then Carol. They come back and play Carolina before they come home again. So that's a that's a heck of a trip, and and the and the Vegas. Arizona Carolina portion is when it really starts to get they're playing a bunch of tough teams because when they come then eventually come home in January you're looking at Capitals Lightning Bruins back to back with the Blues and the Canadians right and then you got the Kings which is not a big deal but then the Penguins before you get a week and a half Penguins off. twice well you get a week yeah, and a, yeah. you get a week but, and a half off in between the two, two games. games right two games and against. Colorado who's good right so I mean that that stretch it's rough this is, this is I, I said before the break and kind of kind of facetiously yeah that this is a make or break stretch for the Flyers. It kind of, I mean, if they play this the way that they're capable of playing, if they maintain some decent level of play, it's possible. And I think if if you come out of this and you say we went roughly five hundred, that's with, great. With a few of those results coming in an overtime or a shootout. If loss. they go roughly five hundred between here and, and February second, that's a fantastic stretch for the Flyers. It's the thing you obviously schedule. don't want to see happen is they bottom out. No. No. I think based on the way that this team has bounced back, especially from losses, they haven't allowed the losing streaks to hit the mid to high single digits. Yeah. Right? It hasn't happened yet. Uh, 
assuming that they're able to to continue to bounce back, like even if you end up one or two games under 500 on this stretch, it's not that bad. Mm-hmm. But it is a tough stretch, and it is worth pointing out to people who sometimes like to ride the hype train that like we're not trying to be negative on this. It's just a realistic no. thing. It's this is a tough stretch for any team in the NHL, let alone a Flyer squad that's seen a decent bit of adversity in the last two weeks. Yeah. And is a young team. Yeah, uh, it's going to be interesting to see once you know, we had you know when Neil called earlier and he was asking about the lineup. You know, you're going to get Scott Lawton back. You're going to get Michael Raffle back after the break. You know, who comes out? Um, I think it's Andreoff and Vorobiev that'll come out because yep. I think Nick Albay Kubel is going to stay in. Let's talk about that. Yeah. So after uh, the last game that we were down, Elaine Vigneault was asked specifically about Kasha. Right. About Knack, Nikolai Kubel, yep. who he calls Cube. Cube, yep. And Vorobiev. And I think he kind of ranked them. It's just a matter of did you read into his comments or not. Right. About Vorobiev, he said, I think he gets a little bit better every time he's with us, which is not a ringing endorsement. It's faint praise. Kasha brings great energy, which to me is like, hey, if he gets a call up, we know that he's going to come in, he's going to work hard. Right. But Nikolai Kubel, he says... There is room for his game. Yes. There is room on this team. Yes. And that, to me, is a standout quote because we've come back to this a few times over the last year plus. Before Ron Hextall was fired as GM of this team, we had him on that exclusive sit-down on Snow the Goalie where you can find on all the podcast channels and such. You can go back and listen to it. He was one of only three players that Ron Hextall mentioned by name. And he said specifically, uh, going into free agency, that Nick Abikubel was the guy they were going to look at as somebody who was an internal candidate to also help on the penalty kill. Mm-hmm. Fast forward a year plus, he really hasn't gotten much of a shake since Hextall has departed. And I don't know if it's much as much of a Chuck Fletcher, Brent Flair kind of thing, or if it's, you know, was it something where Knack didn't necessarily do the greatest job in camp? Was it, a, you know, a, a toss-up between the front office and the coaching staff on what ranking... Kubel should be given if he comes back. There were also a couple of timing things where he was injured in the AHL. He's made the most of his opportunities since he's gotten this call up. He looks like he belongs. And quite frankly, like when you're talking about a depth forward on a team that's had some wonky injuries to Lawton, to Raffle, to Pitlick, all of a sudden, Nick Abi Kubel looks like a guy who could stay with this team the entirety of the season. Yeah, I, I really like his game. I really like the way he's playing. Um, I'm glad that we've been on top of that. Um, and I, I think he's now showing that he belongs. And as long as he plays the way he's been playing, I think that you're going to see him stay in this lineup long term. I think that he fits really nicely uh, in Elaine Vigneault's system. Well, you know, Russ, this has been a, uh, a real great adventure so far um, with Snow the Goalie. We started it uh, almost two years ago now. We're, we're approaching our two-year anniversary. Um, but uh, we've been here live on 610 um for the past two months or three months i'm sorry three months um and uh it's been a lot of fun uh ryan lennox thank you for uh for all you've done as our producer uh merry christmas happy holidays to you guys to all of our listeners and uh we will see you again next week and tonight on the press row show we'll see you on the press row show but here here on snow the goalie we'll do one more show for 2019 before we ring in the new year thanks a lot guys have a great holiday this week we'll see you next week from snow the goalie on 610 espn